Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing all things events, the plans for the new year, and how to get back to live events safely. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Mark Henneberger, Vice President of Event Solutions with Walmart. Mark has spent 36 years learning the live events business through a variety of roles. He has worked on projects around the world, including US, Canada, France, Switzerland, Singapore, German, Germany, Japan, China, Puerto Rico, and Mexico. Mark joined Walmart in 2006 and since has produced and supported over 250 internal events annually, as well as leading a team of 40 event film video professionals. What an impressive accolade, Mark. Like I told you, Amanda, I think it just makes me old. <laughs> no. it, took so long, it took you so long to do my introduction I, I felt like I aged no but you know 36 in life events I always wonder you know I've been this for 16 plus years I was like okay I love meeting people who have been here longer and who still love it right it gives me hope so or inspires me that's great well first of all I want to congratulate you on the recognition for BizFat 500 that's a huge recognition within our industry. That's like our industry's version of, of the Oscars, right? So congratulations on being recognized as one of the nation's top event professional and leaders. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm humbled by that uh, recognition. And as you well know, if you've been in the business for 16 years, nobody does it on their own. It's, you know, it's making sure you have the right partners, whether it's internal, external, and then having great clients that allow you to do what you do. So it's uh, it's nice that I got the recognition, but it's certainly not a one-man band. And you know what, 36 years. So this next question, I'm so interested to hear because out of the 36 years, what's one of your most favorite events that you champion at your company? So um, it's, it'll, be 50, it's, it'll be 16 years this year with Walmart. I think my favorite event was the 50th anniversary of the company. Um, we do a big shareholders meeting. Some people in the event industry would, would be familiar with the Walmart shareholders meeting. It's, it's more than, it's a, it's one of our executives that described it as the Grammys meet Wall Street because it's a combination of executive presentations and, you know, celebrity guests and artists and, it's, it's a huge celebration of the Walmart brand. So, and we had a great lineup and the fact that there's a 50th year of the company, I'd say 50th anniversary of the company um, made it even more special. Did you guys do, it? was it like a whole year celebration or just at the shareholders meeting? It, it, it really, we kicked it off at the shareholders meeting, um, but it was, we had Justin Timberlake, for example, was our host. And then uh, Celine Dion closed the show. So in between we had, Lionel Richie and a whole bunch of celebrities. And then I can't, I have to make sure that I talk about, you know, the Walmart side of it. 
the the presentations were great. We have we bring in fourteen thousand um, folks into the University of Arkansas um, Bud Walton Arena, and out of that, six thousand of those people are associates from around the world. So it it's a pep rally. It's it's just it's a lot of fun to as an event producer. There's nothing better. That's wonderful. And how did you guys celebrate that with the consumers? Did you guys do special like events at the it's, store it's level? It's really interesting. It's very interesting that we didn't do much to to celebrate the 50 year anniversary. Uh, you know, outside of the company, made it, it was very much an internal it was an internal focus, which I guess is fine. Because it was really, it's more important to us than it was to the people that shop at Walmart. Are currently, you know, with the pandemic, the past two years, right, totally change up our industry in such a significant way. Currently, are you looking at for your 2022, are most of your events going to be virtual or in-person or hybrid? So we're, fingers crossed that we'll do far more in-person. We're actually going to be doing a couple of big events coming up for our store managers and club managers next month in Texas. Uh, we call them our year beginning meetings. So they're they're in person, but we are going to have a hybrid component. I mean, hybrid's always going to be here. It's never going away. You know, and I don't, I don't know that that's a terrible thing because actually it, ge- it gives us more reach. You know, we can still get the message out immediately to people that can't get to the event. So I think it, it could, in some ways, it could be the best of both worlds. Absolutely. You know, we saw a lot of that in the last two years, right? A typical conference that normally would be based in Los Angeles or Washington, D.C. And literally we end up having like global presence. And when we took the survey, because at first the client was hesitant to do the virtual event. And then once we did, it was so successful. When we had the survey, people were like, oh, can you make sure you also have a virtual component in the future? Because they don't want to travel to Los Angeles right, just for the conference, but they love the content. So they actually ask for that in the feedback. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's one of the, the surprise things out of this whole crazy pandemic is that, it, you know, it, it, it's become a good thing. I think it's actually, it's, it's a healthy change in the industry. I mean, you know, face-to-face is never going to go away. I mean, that's human beings, that's who we are. But the ability to, to convey a message to a broader audience and make them feel part of that process, I think is super effective and super cool. So when are you seeing live events come back in which quarter this year? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, when are you anticipating live events will come back this quarter? Or are you already doing live events right now? We've done a couple. Um, we thought we were in better shape, you know, and then the, the Omicron you know, variants showed up and really put, tapped the brakes. But like I said, we're good. the first two weeks of March, we've got two over a thousand person event, in-person events taking place in Texas. So we're, uh, we're ready to go. And then hopefully we'll be able to do our shareholders meeting in June here in Arkansas. I mean, that just goes to show how resilient our industry is, right, Mark? Like, we're ready to go. Wait, hold, hold it. <laughs> Pause. Cause we also had a bunch of events lined up for January. You know, people are going in 2022 with high expectation and then it was on hold. So everything was postponed also to end of Q1. Event professionals. I mean, we're a different breed. Let's face it. I mean, we, you know, just, you have to be resilient in the moment. 
you know, when things don't go right, because let's face it, every live event, every live broadcast, whatever, there's always something that didn't go exactly as planned. You know, the ability to to roll the punches and, you know, as an industry as a whole, to be able to do it for two years, it's pretty impressive. You know, I get asked this a lot by up and coming planners or, you know, people that want to do this for this career. They're like, how do you, why do you love this job? Because it's so stressful, right? Like it's constantly changing. But then again, like you said, we're a special breed. The people that love this, doing something like this, we kind of thrive on it. Not that we love stress, but I think we're just quick and we can pivot quickly, right? And we think on top of our feet, you know, I think pretty much we do all the planning well, but even when you do a hundred percent excellent job, there's always elements that still come up during the day. 100%. You know, you mentioned I've been doing this for 36 years. There's not an event that happens that there's not something I go, wow, I didn't see that coming. You know, you think, be like, I've seen it all. It's like, actually, 100% not true, which again, that's, that's part of the, I guess the secret sauce of being an event person, you just gotta, you gotta love the chaos. You have to love the stress. And you also, you get, the, I think the one thing you get instant gratification, it doesn't go into the edit suite. You know, it's like you do the live event. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll try to do something different the next time. So it's, there's that, that immediacy gratitude. I think that's so important. And I think that's for me, that's the, the juice that keeps me going. Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite elements for event, I actually love to stand on the inside of an entrance of an event, because I love looking at everybody's expression or what they say when they see the space, you know, and that kind of that experience that they experience, right, whether they're going, wow, and then you just see their eye like scanning the room. And that's always such a gratifying moment for me as a producer. And what are what other trends are you seeing in terms of you know, in the events industry going forward. I mean, we, you know, Amanda, we've mentioned that this, the notion of hybrid, I mean, hybrid is what, no matter what we do going forward, that's always going to be part of our, our, you know, our, our event strategy or event production. I do think, I do like the idea of figuring out ways and companies have been very creative about figuring out ways to, even when you're doing a virtual event, whether it's a, you know, it's a tailgate or it's a wine tasting or there's like, you know, you send a package to a person's house and when they open it up, there's a brand surprise inside. I mean, that whole notion of taking the, you know, the best of surprise and delight and that live component, but still be able to do it virtually, I think is, it, it's a really interesting trend in the business. And I don't think it's going to go away. Yeah, because we have to think about how to deliver those surprise and delights. Now everybody's home. Right. So, we, right. yeah. And it was so fun curating those kids during the pandemic. Well, we're still doing it now, but I think each time it's like, what should we put in it? Right. And then being mindful of what you put in it, too, because we don't want it to just become trash or become something we give them that they give to their children to play. Right. Unless it was intentional. We wanted to really serve a purpose, you know, in terms yes. of like what has been shared and what that experience really curate or set up for success. You know, um, in terms of like, as we're approaching now, we're just starting in, I can't believe it's fe February already, actually, you know, we talk about 
planning for the new year? What are some things that you guys are doing to set your up strategically and also set your team up for success to prepare for the new year to come? I think it's it's reminding the team that, you know, we didn't see this coming two years ago. We made it through. We're actually better, I think, as an event group than we were prior to the pandemic because we had a we had to look at things completely different. So I, I think the team's in a really good spot and we're we're looking forward to obviously everyone wants to do in person. That's what we all got into this business to do. But the fact that we figured out ways to again extend the reach, come up with creative ways to make people excited about even if they're not in the same room, I just think it's it's I feel good about where the Walmart events team is positioned today. And how big is your events team? Is that the 40 that? Yeah, so we, have, so we have 40 people and that's, it's events, but there's also a little, there's a film, small film team and also a studio team and include that as well. Awesome. And are you guys all remote right now still? Primarily, although we're, you know, fingers crossed, we're supposed to get back into the office um, at the end of this month. So we'll see. Awesome. How have you like continued to engage with them, Mark? Because they're all separate everybody separated right so we try to do like team calls you know like have team happy hours virtual happy hours so we still try to make sure that we keep that connection going and we have a really open i mean it's a two-way communication setup whether we're in the office or remote so i'm constantly talking to team members you know what are they working on how are things going so i think i think being part of this group is I think it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. That's that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, we also do some, you know, we do a monthly culture event just to stay engaged. Mm -hmm. And then because we do this for a living, right? We're trying to say it is important to stay connected, no matter if you're virtual or in person. So we do it ourselves. And some of the, you know, culture events we do internally actually became so popular. <laughs> Our clients wanted to do it because they hear us talk about it. Like one was the Lego team building event that our team did to, for our only internal purpose. And our client heard about it. They're like, can you do it for us too? We're like, yes, we can. Because it was super fun. <laughs> Wait a minute. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you could get your family involved, right? Because people have kids at home. They could, We just say, guys, okay, the only rule is we cannot let the six-year-old beat us. Someone on the core team needs to be at least top three, Okay. <laughs> So, but it's really fun. We even have one staff, her roommate came into her room and say, what are you doing? Why are you building Lego? She's like, no, I'm working right now. Like I have my teammates on the screen. Like we're building Legos. We're doing team building. And then her roommate go, where can I sign up to get a job here? In terms of, you know, you have so many events that's lined up for the year. What is one that you're really looking forward to in this upcoming year? I mean, it, it's the shareholders meeting. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the pinnacle for, for my group and actually for the company. And because we haven't been able to do it in person in the last two years, there's a lot of pent up demand from our senior leadership to get in front of associates and our shareholders and tell the Walmart story and just, you know, take time out to celebrate the fact that we've survived this, you know, crazy last couple of years. So I think that while it's always been viewed enthusiastically, this year's shareholders meeting will have, it will have extra meaning. Let's put it that way. Wow. Typically, how many days is that, the Walmart shareholder meeting? So 
it culminates with one big three hour celebration, but there's a whole week of activities that we do for the associates that we fly in from around the world. We set up an expo where our suppliers come in and set up booths and we have like places where people can get their hair done. And it's just a whole, it's really focused on the, the hourly associates that we bring in from around the world to create this wonderful atmosphere that for one week they get dipped into the Walmart culture. We take them to the, you know, the five, the first Sam Walton's first store, which happens to be in Bentonville, Arkansas. So they get to tour that, take them to the home office. So they get to meet executives. It's just a whole week of focusing on appreciating what these folks do for the, for the company year, you know, day after day, year after year. That's incredible. I think that's also a great time to reconnect right? Yes. Um, the Walmart values and mission, especially when you bring them back to the first store, reliving yeah. those moments and all the memories, right? And carry that through. That's awesome. And Mark, I have to say, you've been in this industry for 36 years. And, you know, what are some advice you could share with the audience here? Perhaps maybe they're just starting. I think it's always think, I mean, staying positive, even when things go terribly wrong, you always have to have that face for your client that no it's all good don't worry we've got it you know the we got it attitude is so is is critical i also thinking you know when you have a a story to tell the story is the key you know when you and i think that figuring out how you deliver that story is the fun part for us as event professionals but having a great story and doing a great job of telling that story is so important and it is i mean it's the key to success you know a successful event is about telling a great story. Definitely. And then how do you guys, so when you start your event process, like evolution, so for example, even with the shareholder meeting, how do you kind of start that? Like, do you guys start with the theme and then you brainstorm? Like what is usually your process? So yeah, for us, it's, we definitely start with a theme. The nice thing about, you know, Walmart is we're a purpose-driven company, even though we're clearly a company that makes money. But the whole idea of saving people money so they can live better is really who we are. And it's something that, you know, Sam Walton articulated, gosh, 40 years ago. And it's always been something that we hold true. So that's, as an event person, it's such a cool platform to start from. And then just continue to build off that. And, you know, there's certain themes, whether it's innovation, you know, we're a company that's constantly looking for how do we how do we do a better job of getting product to our customer, whether it's, you know, through drone delivery or, you know, whatever it ends up being, coming up with a great in-store experience. So there's the, the amount of things we can do at Walmart from an event perspective is, is really exciting. Wonderful. And as you're going back to life events, what are you guys implementing in terms of like COVID safety? Because you have a lot of people that are coming in and the pandemic is not completely over. No, it's so, yeah, we have a, we're definitely following CDC protocols and Walmart's probably erring on the side of even being more cautious. So, you know, we'll be taking the right steps. We hope people don't have to wear masks when they're, you know, when they're here in Arkansas for the shareholders event. The events we've got coming up in Dallas next month, um, everyone has to be vaccinated, has to, to be able to attend. 
So we're just trying to do the best we can. Social distancing is encouraged, you know, washing your hands, figuring out the right way to, to serve, um, you know, meals. We're staggering starting times based on geography. So people aren't all hitting the elevators at the same time. Bus schedules are a little bit staggered as well. We're trying to think of everything we can to make the experience as safe as possible for attendees and still deliver the impact that we want. See, that's why I say event planners are amazing, right? There's so many considerations, not just about getting you guys to the event, making sure you have a good time. We have to make sure all the safety consideration, and we were already doing that pre-pandemic, right? In case of fire or natural disasters and just in general, you know, and now there's just adding another layer to it. But I think also it just goes to show how much we really are resilient, but also we love what we do. So we kind of build in the, all the safety net so that we could continue to do what we do. Agreed. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's a, that's a great thing about events. There's always something that you'd anticipate. For sure. You know, there's some, I would say there are a few times for events, like you think this is not the, going to be the problem area, like maybe registration or, you know, and something happens right? Then you're like, oh, wait, then you have to like reallocate on the spot. You know, we did one event where we had the president of the United States at our event. So Secret Service completely took over the valet and wouldn't let anybody else in. <laughs> but then he wasn't the only speaker, <laughs> right? So then what? And it's like rerouting everybody to the other side. Um, and of course, Secret Service just say, go figure it out. They, anybody that tried to get through valet, they're just like, you can't come here. So all the speakers are calling and that wasn't something they were originally going to be coming from another exit, uh, another entrance, I mean, right? But their secret services, they don't tell you until it happens, you know, right. and you just have to make it happen and then, you know, make it work. So, and there's always, always changing, but that's why it keeps it exciting. And I really appreciate what you said. Like you really keep the demeanor of like being calm. You cannot show the fire underneath. Right. We get that compliment from clients all the time. Like, wow, your team is so calm. You know, I was like, I'm glad. <laughs> it's like watching ducks on the lake on top. The ducks calm underneath. You know, they're paddling like crazy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think only people at events really, truly understand that. Well, this has been so incredible, Mark. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom. And from every podcast, I always love sharing some of my favorite takeaway from the podcast. So for this one specifically, hybrid is here to stay, you know, and Mark also share about like surprise and delight. I think that will never cease to exist, right? Whether it's in person or virtual, you kind of emphasize on that as well, bringing, making sure like, you know, the surprise and delight still take place. And that at the end of the day, staying positive and having that we got it attitude because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what comes in your way, because if you keep a really positive attitude, I think you could make it happen, you know, and mindset is very important. Mark, in case anyone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch? So I would say it would be mark.hennyberger, and that's H-E-N-N-E-B-E-R-G-E-R -E -E at walmart.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us today. And for those tuning in, if you have any questions or interested in connecting with him, feel free to reach out to him. But we want to thank Mark for his time. 
and sharing his wisdom. I was personally very excited just because I always love meeting events veteran. You know, I started in this events journey and there are certain times, Mark, you know this, you're just like, why did I pick this career? <laughs> and then you realize, like you said, the gratification, right? And it sums it all up. You're like, this is why I do what I do. <laughs> it's a, I mean, the, 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 the opportunity to make people happy make and see people smile and feel good about being part of something bigger than themselves. It's pretty powerful. It is. And we always say we don't do events to just do events. We really create and curate that experience to help change life for the better. But it just so happened we do it through events and we do it one at a time. So thank you so much for your time today, Mark. You're amazing. Really appreciate you spending the time with us. Thank you, Amanda. I really appreciate the opportunity. You take care. You too. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of Event Up. If your company is looking to level up your event experience, we are your solution. We do all the work, you take all the credit, give us a call. Don't forget to share and subscribe for more episodes. If you like what you heard today, please share with a friend. We look forward to connecting with you next time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.